As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. How about we can just watch basketball? I like that idea. Wow. It shouldn't take this long. It shouldn't take this long. It shouldn't take this long. Welcome to the Weekend Update with Dave Dufour and Keith Parrish. Every Monday on The Athletic NBA Show. It did the same thing to me that it's intended to do to the world. Ding, ding! I have access to information that the public doesn't. Welcome to the Daily Dings Weekend Update. My name is Keith Parrish. I'm sitting in for Dave DeFore. He's out this week. I've been promoted to the captain's chair. And joining me along for the ride is Mo DeKeel. Mo, how's it going? Oh, it's going great. This is, this is, uh, it's been, I haven't done a ding with you. Keith, this is going to be exciting. Never? We've never done a Daily Ding together. We've done other podcasts, but this is going to be exciting. I hope you give me a Darius Garland 51-point performance, and then I'm going to blow your performance out of the water with a Joel Embiid 59-point performance. That's my personal goal for this ding we're doing right now. Um, I do feel like the story of Sunday, it's got to be the stat line that Joel Embiid put up. When all of us nerds go into our stat head searches, and we're like, when's the last time anyone had 24 points and five blocks in a quarter. And the answer is never. I think that's kind of a story. I mean, he finishes with 59. What are you supposed to do with that? 59 and seven blocks? Outrageous game from Joel Embiid. Outrageous game from him. It was really just an unbelievable performance because it looked like in the first half, this team was just going through the motions and that the Jazz were going to just have another nice win to put under their belt and keep them a step away, further away from Webemyama. But it was uh, interesting to watch this one in the second half. It just looked like Embiid had enough, Keith, especially in the fourth quarter. The stat line you dropped on top of that, you know, finishing with 59, I think he had, what, 11 rebounds, eight assists? Yeah. I, I, he had five turnovers. That's probably the down part about it. But oh, how dare you? That, listen, that's what how I. How dare you? A man is the first one ever to have 59, 11, 8, and seven, and you with your five turnovers. They matter. Have some joy, they Mo. They matter. I don't. You've not <laughs> podcast with me enough to know that I don't. My joy is bringing it down. Um, but yeah. ultimately, I think just an unbelievable performance, unbelievable weekend for him. He had forty two against Atlanta. Like this is just you know it's a, he's averaging fifty points, Keith. His last two games. Yeah, he averaged 50 points for the weekend. I mean, me and Dave thought about doing like a recurring segment where we have like the weekend winner. This man averaged 50.5 points for the weekend. 
It was it was unbelievable. Unbelievable performance. I just thought he really changed the game, carried this team to a win with the Sixers and just kind of put them on his back and said, hey, let's go. I got you guys. It, it, well, it really, I, nobody else in the Sixers really did much, it felt like, in the rest of this game. It was all Joel Embiid. Well, you, you have Tyrese Maxey in the post-game press conference saying, I'm not answering any questions that aren't about Joel Embiid. Like, right. Why why would we talk about anything else? And these are huge games for a Sixers team where it's been a rocky season. They look like they're stuck in molasses on offense most of the time. And obviously now James Harden is missing all this time. But to win these games over a Hawks team, which played very, very well this year, over a Jazz team, I'm not even mentioning tanking in their in their description because they're good. They're actually, they actually play well. And like, this was a tough win for the Sixers where they need an all-time historic, like people got to tell you like, you know, um, yeah, Wilt used to do that. It's like, okay, but I don't have tape of that. I just saw this, and, and that was wild. Yeah, and, and, and the most promising thing for the Sixers as a whole, they only allowed 41 points in the second half. That's big for them. This is a team that struggled defensively for a while. They're, they're beginning to find their flow. Obviously, it, doesn't, it, it helps them that James Harden is out. But I think that's something that, you know, if you're a, a Sixers fan or if you're Doc Rivers even, you can hang your hat on that saying, like, this is how we got to play on the defensive end. It, 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 you're not going to get a lot of five blocks a quarter performances from Joel Embiid. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. It's just, it's, it's, it's impressive. That's, that's why it's impressive because it's so rare, but I think it was just something you're watching for and, and going forward for the Sixers. That's what they need to build on is they need to get their defense right. Yeah. So the, uh, the stat head tools, they have like the full, you can search like per quarter back the last 25 years. The only other player to have a, a single quarter with at least 20 points and just three blocks. Mo Bamba. Oh, I thought you were going to say me when you said Mo. I was, I thought I did. No, it, it was Mo Bamba. Not Mo, no Mo, Mo Dekeel. Mo Bamba. <laughs> that actually felt like a Mo Dekeel. I'm bringing his performance down. That was like that, you that, now mentioned uh, him and Will. Well, how about him and Mo Bamba? No, I'll tell you the only thing this game didn't lack was, uh, was beautiful jerseys. I, yeah. I know I'm not a, uh, a designer, but we had solid white unis against solid black unis. It felt like I was watching a rec league game, except for the fact there was a seven foot guy who could do things I've never seen before. Keith, you've, it's 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 at the point now. I'm just confused by all the jersey colors. It takes me too long to figure out who's actually what team. Now I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm now too old. I've I've hit that point. That is, I I also have hit that acceptance mode where when people ask about the jerseys, I say they're not for me. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Another team that had a great weekend. Another team that moved a couple steps further from Victor Wimbanyama is the Oklahoma City Thunder, who not just won games over the weekend, 
They ran teams out of the gym with eye-popping statistics. They absolutely routed the Raptors on Friday night. And then on Sunday, they torched the Knicks by dropping 145 points. Who can stop the Oklahoma City Thunder, Mo? Uh, just Oklahoma City and Sam Presti, probably. Uh, I think that's really kind of it. No, listen, this was a phenomenal performance. First off, it must have been a miserable day to be around Tom Thibodeau after he gave up 145 points in a regular regulation. Not even overtime, not even a double overtime. I'm just saying anybody that was just near Tibbs could probably just feel the the wrath of Khan coming from him. He was so pissed. This was one of those early games where I'm like surprised the game's on. Like, did you get out of bed to watch this one on the West Coast? Because this is a thing where like, I'm setting my fantasy football lineups. I'm like, oh, there's the NBA on. I, I got to turn it over. And the Knicks scored a franchise record for points in a first quarter. They dropped 48 points in the first quarter, but then they give up the most points they've ever given up in 60 years through the first three quarters as all of a sudden Josh Giddy is unstoppable. Pokashevsky is putting things together. Oh, let's let's mention Wilt Chamberlain once again. The, 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 the only two. Oh, hold on, hold on. Oh, you don't, hold on, hold on. You don't we'll, want to do it. We'll, we'll do it. But you're really okay. burying the lead. What Shea Gilgis Alexander going completely off in this game for it's 37 true. points. Like he's unstoppable. Not, I'm tired of this. I did this with Jared on a ding, and I'm tired of all you guys always propping up Poku before going to SGA. He's freaking awesome. And I'll tell you what it is. It's when you break expectations, it, it becomes for me notable. That's my mistake. I expect greatness from Shea, and I overlooked him. I found the novelty of Pokashevsky stringing together like five really solid games. That's on me, guys. I need to go bigger picture. Yes, Shea Gilles Alexander is incredible. Thank you for interrupting and setting the record straight. I, I, I just had to do it and represent for the, the 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 SGA fan club. But please, because you are going to drop an well, important no, it's, number It's here. also important to know, not all, of, not all of our listeners know what I look like. I, I got a big old beard. I am your stereotypical uh, hipster NBA podcaster, and we are required to mention Poku when he does well. But uh, let's go to that, that, that mention of Wilt Chamberlain. The only two players in NBA history to get a triple-double in their first two visits to Madison Square Garden, Wilt Chamberlain and Josh Giddy. Yeah, nobody. The Thunder, by the way, the Thunder haven't lost in Madison Square Garden since 2017. That's amazing. They've won five straight years. That's in Madison Square Garden. I don't know. Yeah, poor Tibbs um, built you know built his brand on uh, on lock your man up, play tough defense, and for the Thunder, Biggie, uh, to smoke them with 145 points, definitely eye raising. Uh, another big game from Sunday. The Minnesota Timberwolves got a much-needed victory, and one of the catalysts for this much-needed victory was D'Angelo Russell, a guy who'd been in a big shooting slump this season. He did not finish last season on the highest of notes, but he comes out in this one and is on fire, gives his best performance in ages, and then they barely hold on as Darius Garland uh, goes nuclear. I I mean, it... Russell was amazing, but the only person I want to talk about is Garland. Okay, go ahead. 27 in the fourth. That was unbelievable. If he only had five blocks, we'd really be going nuts. No, um, (laughs) it it was really just, I thought this game was over, Keith. That was the, the, 
the thing that was impressive about it going into the fourth quarter, I was like, okay, well, Minnesota's got control of this. Next thing you know, I look and it's like, wow, Cleveland's come back and it's behind Garland. They scored 40 points in the fourth quarter, 27 from Garland, and you know, just three assists or whatever, but still like just a monster fourth quarter performance with no Donovan Mitchell, with no Jared Allen. Like that's huge. They're down two starters and they made a game of this. They did. They were down by 24 points. And then you get, I mean, Garland made 10 three-pointers. That's amazing. Uh, And this would have been such a back-breaking collapse if they had actually lost for the Timberwolves. Because this team, they'd lost on Friday night to, to my Grizzlies. Things are not going well for them. They're looking up in the standings at the Utah Jazz. Like, they're nowhere close to the Jazz in the standings. And they needed these things. And they had a lot of questions about, like, what do we do with D'Angelo Russell? He hadn't been closing games. Uh, Maybe there's some talk about, like, you know, what do we do going forward? Like, does Bryn Forbes need to play more? Like, are we just searching for answers in the backcourt? And, like, Chris Finch in the pregame said, you know, I need to find him more opportunities. I need to get him some stuff. We need to trust in him. And the confidence of the coach was rewarded with his performance from D'Lo. They're going to need a lot more of this going forward because you you ended up playing a Cavaliers team that's very, very good, but you catch them without Mitchell. You catch them without Jared Allen, and then you get this amazing performance from the one guy you, you really have been lacking uh, this season. I feel like it, it really would have been, I don't want to say curtains this early in the year, but like that that would have been a devastating loss. Garland almost, uh, almost caught him, but luckily uh, the Timberwolves escape. Finally, the Sacramento Kings wrap up a 2-0 weekend behind some clutch performances from De'Aaron Fox. They beat the Lakers and then on Sunday defeat the Golden State Warriors team. A Warriors team which had won a couple of games in a row thanks in no small part to uh, some errors identified in the last two-minute report. But uh, the Kings have enough down the stretch of this one. What are you seeing from the Kings right now as they uh, have found a little bit of success? Well, one, the Kings got their vengeance. After uh, uh, the the <laughs> Kevin Herter non-call there at the, the Clay end of, Thompson no-call, yeah, yes, yeah, Kevin Herter getting hacked, they get their their vengeance against the the Warriors. But it was an impressive performance, I think, throughout the entire game. It was they would go up, they'd give up the lead, they'd go up again, and I think it was one of those things where it was very easy for them to let go of the rope. Like this is something you look at if you're Mike Brown, going like, "Hey, something again, we can build upon. This is something we need to start kind of showing a little bit more toughness." I thought DeMontis Sabonis was awesome. 10 to yes. 17 from the field. He had 22 rebounds, Keith. A 2020 game from that guy. Yeah. I mean, like, I thought he was impressive. Keegan Murray, I mean, my goodness, five and nine from three coming off double staggers. We know he can do all this stuff, but every time you see it, it just gets more exciting and more, more fun to watch. And De'Aaron Fox closed it out down the stretch with a couple of key buckets. And, you know, it, it leads me to ask this question. And I know we're talking about the Kings. But, man, the Warriors need to start putting Andrew Wiggins on these types of guys and not Clay. Clay's just not able to stay with him, and that's okay, guys. Clay's coming back from, like, serious injuries and everything like that. It's time to just kind of transition, let the younger guy Wiggins take over in that instance. I was surprised that's who Clay was guarding and Wiggins was on Kevin Herter. Thought I would have switched those matchups if I was Steve Kerr. Yeah, that makes sense. The The clutch performances of the last few days from Jaron Fox, I want to say the only shot I saw him miss was an offensive rebound by DeMontis Sabonis that I watched, no joke, 12 times. 
I watched this Sabonis rebound. He like cups it with one hand, goes up, uh, basically ends the game with that fantastic performance. Yeah, a great game from the Kings. Great game uh, for Mike Brown and his squad getting these much needed victories in a very competitive Western Conference. I mean, top to bottom in the West right now. It's very, very exciting. Uh, the other notable teams, I think, from the weekend, got to mention the Washington Wizards without Bradley Beal. They took care of business. They go 2-0 against the Jazz and the shorthanded Grizzlies. The Celtics also had a back-to-back on Friday, Saturday. They go 2-0 on the weekend as well. And that's going to do it for today's show. Stick around for Basketball Buzz. It's coming up next. Mo, send us out. Ding, ding.